Um, it's International Women's Day today, so I am sorry, men in the congregation. My talk is very much what Spice Girls would say, girl power. But what can I say? It's International Women's Day and Presbyterian Women's Service. So there is no veering from away from the fact that today is a day to focus on women. And I hope to do that in a variety of ways. My talk this morning will consist of videos, um, pictures and poignant messages, which I hope will make you think and perhaps to get involved, as the title says, to make it happen. International Women's Day is a day that represents the opportunity to celebrate the achievements of women and to call for greater equality for all women around our globe. The theme this year is Make It Happen. The first um, International Women's Day was in 1911. And today, thousands of events with various organisations are being held um, to mark the economic, political and social achievements of women. As I was preparing for my talk this morning, I came across Unique Jones Gibson. She started a campaign, Because of Them, We Can. The campaign uses photographs and videos to educate and connect a new generation to heroes who have paved the way. In the next few slides, you will see some of her work um, in a video and and some pictures. Um, And it will also concentrate on the important women of our history, past and present. Sorry, I can shake off everything if I write. My sorrows disappear, my courage is reborn. A girl, a Jew, born in Frankfurt, lived in Amsterdam, went into hiding at 13 during the Holocaust, continued to do what she loved, writing. At 15 was found and sent to a camp where she died. The inspirational writings of Anne Frank lives on and is being read by millions. Michelle Obama, success isn't about how much money they make, it's about the difference you make in people's lives. 44th First Lady, a lawyer, Chicago City Administrator and community outreach worker. Raised on Chicago's south side in a one-bedroom apartment, her father was a city pump operator and a democratic precinct captain. Her mother was a secretary who later stayed home to raise Michelle and her older brother. Married Barack Obama, October 3rd, 1992, and as First Lady, she focuses her attention on current social issues, 
The campaign she started, Let's Move, seeks to combat childhood obesity and encourage a healthy lifestyle. Malala Yousafzai, I raise my voice not so that I can shout, but so that those who's without a voice can be heard. At 14, defied the Taliban in Pakistan and demanded that girls are allowed to receive an education. Miraculously survived a gunshot wound to the head by the Taliban. Became the youngest person to receive a Nobel Peace Prize in 2014. Hillary Clinton. I believe that the rights of women and girls is the unfinished business of the 21st century. First Lady from 1993 to 2001. US Senator from 2001 to 2009. Secretary of State to 2009 to 2013 and mentioned as a potential candidate for 2016 presidential election. In 2008, we saw the first black African-American to become president. Perhaps 2016 will see the first woman in history to run the race to be the leader of the free world. Rosa Parks. I learned over the years that when one's mind is made up, this diminishes fear. Knowing what must be done always does away with fear. Civil rights activist Rosa Parks, she refused to surrender her bus seat to a white passenger. This spurred on the Montgomery boycott and other efforts to end segregation. Rosa sat so Martin could walk. Martin walked so Barak could run. Barak ran so all our children could fly. Believe it or not, there is a forum to track down the source of this quote. Jesse uses it, but it didn't originate from him. It is said that with some certainty, the words were uttered by Cleo Fields, former congressman and state senator from Louisiana. And the original version goes something like this. W.E. Dubois taught so that Rosa Parks could take a seat. Rosa took a seat so we all could take a stand. We all took a stand so that Martha, Martin Luther King Jr. could march. Martin marched so Jesse Jackson could run and Jesse ran so Obama could win. All these women have made it happen and are still making it happen. I am girl. The mission of Fields of Life is committed to sharing the Christian faith and this is by collaborating with local communities and churches in East Africa. And that's to bring about positive change through the provision of quality education, clean water and health promotion and other community-based initiatives. Changing lives, building hope, transforming communities. I Am Girl is a new initiative that started and was launched in 2014. As Fields of Life became increasingly concerned about the shocking statistics around girls' retention at school. In Uganda, one in five girls make it to secondary school. 71% of girls do not complete primary education and 85% do not go on to secondary or complete secondary. I'm going to show you a video now called The Girl Effect.
powerful video. Life in East Africa is tough, and especially for females. Young girls and women are subject to deeply rooted, harmful traditional practices, and this um, can be such as dowry payments, initiation rituals, gender stereotypes, and roles which can leave them especially vulnerable to defilement, exploitation and discrimination. A girl can be married off as young as 13 years and 1 in 22 die at childbirth. One in six of the children will die before the age of five years old. She will most likely be a subject to cruel um, domestic violence throughout her marriage. Here's a horrifying story, true story, of an African mother talking to her daughter and giving her advice about her marriage. Daughter, there are three things you can expect when you get married. One, your husband will beat you. Two, He will take on other wives and throw you aside. And three, we, your parents, can never intervene or help you again. Imagine this being the norm for us here. I think I would run a mile um, if that was said to me at marriage. Don't worry, Ryan, it's it's still going ahead. (laughs) But you can imagine being told this by the ones that brought you up, by the ones who are meant to love you and protect you. Gender violence is deeply rooted in African society and is acceptable in many places. Recently, in Uganda, a law official said, beating is a crime, but a woman is like a child in the house. Like a teacher and a student, a wife needs to be beaten to make her understand. To this, to us, this is simply beggar's belief. There is absolutely no safety net for women. The reality for millions of young girls that leads to these frightening statistics around school retention is around the area of menstrual management. It is stigmatised with a lack of proper education and hygiene management. The subject is often regarded as unclean and taboo. Many of the girls don't know what's happening to them. They think it's a disease. And there's lack of adequate products. They'll use your rags, um, dried leaves grass, and even soil. As a result of these reasons, girls will miss about four to five days a month um, from their school calendar year, and that equates to around 20% um, of their academic year. This is a significant amount for a girl to make up, so she will underperform and drop out. Back in early 1990s, when Trevor Stevenson, the founder of Fields of Life, um, saw education as a real catalyst for positive change, this is still the same today. Research shows that by educating the the girl child, she will be three less times likely to become HIV positive, less likely to get married young, less likely to have children still a child herself, and less likely to become a victim of gender violence. She will have fewer children, but she'll have healthier ones, and more likely to earn a higher income. But most of all, these valuable um, messages are passed passed on to her children. Her daughters will grow up with these values, and her sons will grow up with these values as well, knowing that girls should be respected and valued. I'm going to show you now a poem. Um, it's performed by our Dara Christian High School ch- um, students and it was written by the staff um, in Uganda. 
presenting a poem about I Am Girl. It's concerned with how we girls in Africa live, struggle, and always manage to survive. Thank you. I Am Girl, yes, that's what I have. I live, struggle, and survive, just like any other child. But I am different just because of who I am. My monthly clothes hold my nature. I am girl, yes, that's who I am. My obstacles, challenges, my failure. I can't play, I can't stand because I am shy. I use papers, leaves, and rugs because that's what I have. I am bullied, mocked, and sent home because I am not self. Forced to early marriages, dropped out of school because I am girl. But I live, struggle, and survive just like any other child. We are girls. Yes, that's who we are. Teachers, parents, and community members. It is possible for a girl child to stay in school. We are smart, strong, and better educated. Cherish a girl child, make our world safe. Now is the time to stand up for the rights of girls in your community. I am girl. I am girl is a response to the social, cultural, economic problems which girls face. However, it is not a feminist initiative by any means. Here are its aims. It's to increase access for adolescent girls to adequate sanitation facilities and hygiene products. To educate, build capacity and raise awareness amongst teachers, students, community members, including men and boys, on menstruation and to tackle the prevalence of gender violence um, and abuse. To continue to provide access to clean uh, drinking water in communities. And this is to reduce incidents of attack, um, when, which occurs when girls and women will go to collect water. So we believe that girls are created equal um, in the eyes of God and should be valued and cherished. Girls are entitled to a dignity and a future and girls have the potential to be change agents within their families, communities and nations. The woman at the well. We do not know her name or her age. We do know that Jesus was tired, which shows the human side of Jesus. It was noon and very hot. It was midday. He stops at Jacob's well and a Samaritan woman appears. Jesus asks the woman a question. Will you give me a drink? Jews were not supposed to talk to Samaritans. Samaritans were looked down upon by Jews. Also, Jewish men were not supposed to speak to women in public. And this woman was not only shunned by Jews, but by her own people. In six words, will you give me a drink? Jesus was breaking all racial, religious and gender barriers and puts himself in the woman's debt. The woman, however, stays within these barriers and asks, you are a Jew, I am a Samaritan, how can you ask me for a drink? She interprets Jesus at face value. 
The more Jesus speaks to her, the more she see, he sees that she is spiritually thirsty. Staying within these barriers, the woman remains confused and cautious as Jesus speaks of living water. Saying, she says, Sir, you will have nothing to draw your water with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Jesus responds, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst again. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The conversation has now shifted from everyday life to everlasting life. Jesus goes further by saying he will end her shame, not by enabling her to hide away or get access to clean drinking water closer to home. So she she hasn't to go any longer to make the long journey as no one else will accompany her. Most women would have done this journey together and the sun was not so hot. They wouldn't have done it at midday and also for company. The woman was forced to collecting water alone and at the hottest point of day so that she wouldn't meet anyone. But instead, Jesus is saying he will help deal with the shame itself and give her inner living water. Jesus requests the woman to call her husband, not an odd request, as it wasn't the done thing for a man to converse um, to women in public without her husband being present. He does this to uncover the truth, and the truth being that she does not have a husband, she actually has five. He gently exposes her sin. She reacts by changing the subject, probably feels quite uncomfortable. She tries to regain composure and states, Um, When this Messiah comes, he will explain everything. Imagine her surprise when Jesus responds, I am the one speaking to you. I am he, which he is soon confirmed, which is soon confirmed by the disciples arriving. Jesus meets this woman who has been outcast and shunned. She is lost, vulnerable, shamed and alone. He meets her on a road that Jews did not normally take. He uses water as a metaphor to reach out to her. He speaks of living water, eternal life and divine grace that the woman craves. As he speaks, he gently exposes that she needs to see and confess her sin and change. By reaching out to the Samaritan woman, Jesus showed that his mission is to reach everyone, not just his own people. And at Fields of Life, the mission is to reach everyone within a community and to break down any barriers and discrimination around gender. This story highlights the social, religious and gender tightrope running through this encounter, which has deep hold on women. Jesus breaks this down. In East Africa, there is a gender tightrope too, and life is very difficult for girls and women. Through I Am Girl, there is a hope to step off this tightrope and enable these girls to realise their full potential and to grow strong, healthy women and to be the change makers within their families and communities. Question is, can you help make it happen? It would be remiss of me not to focus some of this morning on Fitzroy's project and on Nialeku. So I have a video for you this morning which I've put together when I went out to visit them. Um, about the main change makers um, within the project. This slide shows some of the important women involved within the school. 
First is Alice, and she is the head teacher of Onyoleki Primary School. Next is Florence, who is a parent, but also she sits on the board of directors of the school. And then we have Stella and Hammond, pupils, two girl pupils of the school in primary five and primary six. Each one will feature um, in, the, in the short video that's to follow. Thank you for listening, but before I finish, um, as Gillian has already said at the start of the service, in, in 2015, um, it has been a year of change for me personally. Um, I would like as friends and family for you to know that the time has come for me um, to close one door and open another. Um, and after much thought and deliberation and prayer, um, I've made the hard decision to move on from fields of life. Um, my, my dad's business requires um, a power planner and IT um, to help keep up with the changes um, of the financial advice world. And I've decided to um, give him back a little what he's given me over the years and take up the opportunity and work for him. I leave with wonderful memories. Uh, I've so much enjoyed being involved with Fields of Life and its inspirational work for around seven years now um, and in helping East African children and young adults. And it has been a privilege working for them. And although I am leaving um, the Employment's Charity, I will still continue to support the tremendous work that Fields of Life does and very much look forward um, with the connection with Fitzroy here and the school um, in Onyeleku. So without further ado, I will let you listen um, to the changemakers of Onyeleku Primary School. So I'm Bishop Pastor Isaac, serving the Lord as a general overseer for Elim Churches Uganda. And right now, I'm a senior pastor for Arua, uh, Arua Church, which is called Unyaleko Pefa Church. And I've got two pastors with me, uh, namely uh, Joel Olakua and then David Yamazo. And then I was very grateful to start this school, which of course was started as the first head ministry was called, uh, or is called Alice. Mondoro. And then we have now stayed seven years. Our first candidate started last year, and I'm very grateful to say that we scored second graders, then third graders. And we are very hopeful today that when the school is constructed, we shall score better. And then we're also very grateful for the church, and we are very grateful for the support they have given us, and then for the collection of money for constructing the school. And we're very grateful. We shall jubilate when everything is over. So you are most welcome. This will not be your last to come. We want you to come back again and again and again. Thank you. My name is Alice. I'm the head teacher of Nyelaku Primary School. Um, the school started in 2008 with 50 pupils. We started the school in the church as a classroom. But now, this time, we have gone up to primary seven. And in the last year, we had 18 candidates who sat for PLE. And I'm so grateful that most of them passed to senior, senior secondary school. Uh, I'm so grateful that this year, 
the number of the pupils will go up to 200 something there. So may the Lord bless you in all you are doing. We welcome you in this place. We shall meet together next time. Thank you so, so much. May God bless you. I am one of the parents of the school and uh, I've found the school of a greater benefit because one, children have been going to distant schools, uh, which sometimes during rainy seasons makes them to be absent from school and others go across certain rivers and when the rivers flood like that, they end up not going. So when the school began, we were happy as parents because it happens to accommodate most of our children here. And also the fact that the children are given some food, porridge and so on, keeps them, their mind sound to concentrate on their studies. Mm -hmm. So that's how I've seen that the school is good to be here. Yes. My name is Estella, I'm in P6. Praise the Lord. My name is David Emazo. I'm a pastor, associate pastor in Unilico uh, Pepper Church. I'm so grateful and I'm so glad the team from the church to come to this church. And we thank God for the primary school. The vision began humbly, but we see God has expanded us and now we're over coming to 200 children. And we see the children are getting saved seeing they are getting transformed. Others are very stubborn, very rude, but because we are also mentoring them spiritually, we are seeing God transforming them. Our mission is we want to develop a God-fearing children that can be responsible citizens for our nation. And that's our pride. We are so driven by that vision and the mission, and we know God cares. And I do believe that's the reason why you have come. Thank you so much for coming to see us, and we are looking forward for more partnership forward to see the children develop as the way God has intended them to be. So otherwise, thank you so much. You're welcome. We love you, church. Thank you for loving us. God bless you.